Hey, hey, this is Tracy Austin with Mental Fitness Matters. This show is designed to provide people with tips, strategies, and solutions to improve your mental fitness. This is Mental Fitness Matters. Hey, hey, community, welcome back. We are back with part two of the Mental Fitness Matters show. Uh, I am back with Latisse Crawford, recording artist, certified life coach, and the founder of Whole Life. And we have just really kicked it off with learning a little bit more about her, her journey, her path, um, how she's handled some of the biggest mental and emotional challenges in her life, and being really intentional about setting boundaries for herself, her mental health, her space, and her message. And so we are back for part two. We're going to talk a little bit more about what mental fitness means to her, um, her business whole life, and how she's empowering herself and others to live a whole life. Latisse, welcome back to the show, lady. How you doing? Oh, good. Thank you for having me again. Yes, 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 yes. Let's go ahead and kick it off with um, part two. Let's just pick up where we left off. You were just kind of talking through the importance of putting yourself on the calendar, scheduling time out for yourself, setting boundaries, and not apologizing for doing so. That sounds like a wonderful mental health practice that we can all take advantage of. Speak a little bit more. Get to that place. I think we're all naturally somewhat trained, you know, as kids to, to, to be there and to show up for people. A lot of people equate love to like, how much can you sacrifice of yourself for me? And yeah. if you can't, you know, then you don't love me. You know, I don't know if it stems from us, you know, seeing our mothers break their backs for us or whatever yeah. it is, but I, I needed to like really, like I said, redo that recipe and understand that I can't expect other people to show up for me all the time. And I also don't, you know, have to be obligated to show up for them either. We were talking during the break and I was just like, I'm not your life coach if I'm not your life coach. I love it. (laughs) You know, I'm I'm your friend and I'm here for you, but you know, I I can't, I I can't do it. And that's so, I love that because it really is, it does get difficult in our relationships and our families and our communities to have a clarity on that balance. There's a there's a boundary that has to be set or if not, but we become everything. We become the life coach to friends and family and the therapist to this one and that one in the community. But I love that I'm not your life coach unless I'm your life coach. Yeah. <laughs> Plain I and simple. Yeah. I, I got a coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love to ask this question of all my guests. Um, I'm curious, when you think about mental fitness, what does that mean to you? And in what ways do you practice mental fitness for yourself? Um, mental fitness for me, you know, I think it's pretty, um, you know, clear, just kind of the working out of your mind and whatever that is. It's kind of like how everyone has their own different exercise routine, you know, that fits them or their own meal plan or whatever it is. Um, I think that's what it is. I think it's unique to each person, you know, and just how you are present with yourself, with your thoughts, with your feelings, um, and just with your time and your space. Uh, for me, I will say that one, I, I am very uh, quick to isolate. Like, I'm, I'm a self-doer. I'm a self-sufficient person. For the most part, I can figure things out on my own. And so I know for myself, I isolate. But I knew that was not healthy for me. You know, you should have a village. You should have people. And so I, I had to really, really, really stretch myself, you know, to make sure that I had a village around me of, of people that I knew that I could talk to and trust and different things like that. Because like I said, because of my my profession and everything else, it, it's, it gets sticky sometimes telling people private things because you just never know if you're going to hear it. Uh, they're going to repeat it. But um, 
I had to accept like, this is my real life and, and I have problems too. And I have things that happened and, you know, if it gets out, it gets out. It, it's okay. You know, um, but creating that village. But one thing that was extremely important for me and my mental fitness was being present with exactly where I am right now. Like I can accept mm-hmm. it, but I don't have to settle for it. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm okay if today I can't get out of my bed. And I, that used to be hard for me. Like, oh no, I can get, my, I got to kick myself out of this mood. Mm-hmm. But when I was doing that, I was like going over and surpassing the feeling. So I wasn't really processing that because I was just ignoring that to get, just do what I had to do and functioning, you know, and surviving. I wasn't living. And so by me changing that method and saying, if I can't get out of my bed today, that's okay. I have a reason, you know, for that, yeah. but I can work and be productive from here. And so it kind of became this this model for me of like, don't worry about what you don't have or what you lost. What can you do with what you have left? Mm-hmm. So if the bed is all you have today, get your laptop, work from there. You know, if 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 you know what I mean, if you gotta cry all day, you can cry and yeah. type. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to stop your day because you're being present in where you are and how you feel. Accept it, but you don't have to settle for it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you just segued us right into your company whole life where you really intentional about empowering uh, women to walk in their power, walk in their voice. And like, you're just talking about, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. You know? And I I love how you said, if you're going to cry all day, cry in bed with your laptop, you know, there's some things that you can do. So talk us, uh, talk to us about whole life. Um, You talked to us on the, on the first part, part one, how it came to life, but tell us a little bit more about whole life. Um, one whole life came um, the same year my mom passed. It, it like I said, it was a, um, it was never supposed to be what it is. Mm. <laughs> you know, it really wasn't. I had went and got all these certifications and stuff a few years before for myself because I, I, I like to learn. I just I like information, and so I wanted to understand my own thoughts, why I was thinking them, and how I could change them. And so I started out with the cognitive behavioral therapy stuff, and then I went into the neuro linguistic programming because I wanted to see how can I change my thought, how can I shift it? You know, and where do these thoughts stem from? If I can figure out the, the, you know, the, the why and the what, then I can, you know, figure out how to get somewhere else. And so I was doing it because of that. And then in 2020, um, it was even before I was seeing this whole shifting of whenever the springtime was coming in and I saw a butterfly Mm. and I was looking at this butterfly, like, wow, it doesn't start this way. You know, it, it starts out as this thing that if it was on you, you'd be flinging that thing. Around. Well, I know I would because I don't like bugs and you know, little crawlers. But you'd be flinging it around because it looks ugly, right? Yeah. But the caterpillar is okay with being what it is because it knows that it's not its final destination. And I, mm. like I was saying about the acceptance versus the settling, sometimes we look at where we are in that moment and we think, oh, there's nothing else for me. There's no more. And it's like, no, all of these things are a part of a whole life, you know, your whole life journey. Don't, don't take one moment and make it your whole life because it's just a moment. And so, um, you know, I I had had this dream of this building years ago, years ago, this big white building. It was on this big campus and this campus had everything in it that a person could possibly need. And I went outside because I was trying to figure out who's building is this? And I went outside and I looked on it and it said my name and it had the sign whole life on it. This was probably 10, 15 years ago. And I told my mom about it. And I said, it looked like a church. And I said, but I, I'm not going to be no pastor. And I'm certainly not about to be no pastor's wife. That ain't going to happen. Again, Lord, don't give it to me, Jesus. Take it away. (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me stop saying I don't want it because then he's going to give it to me. <laughs> it's okay, Jesus. All right, I'll take it. But, you know, um, so I told her about it and everything. So when this started happening, uh, like I said, somebody had asked me, they, they wanted to get services. And I was like, I, like, I don't really do this professionally. And they said, what's the name of your company? And I was like, whole life. Literally, that's how it happened. Wow. And it was like, oh, I didn't even remember that 15 years ago. You know, so this, like I said, where I started, yeah. you know, was in the caterpillar stage in the making, just thinking about this was for me, yes. you know, to help me. And it turned into this butterfly. And so that's the process of whole life. You know, it's taking the good, the bad, the ugly and turning it into something beautiful. That butterfly is still the caterpillar. Yes. It just took what it had left and made itself into something new. And so that's what I try to do with my clients, take them through that process, you know, of just because this is where you are today, it does not mean that this has to be where you are, where you are later on or where you're going. What can we do with this? Yeah. But what you have. I love that. That is so beautiful. There's so many things that we need to take with that because you're exactly right. Just because this moment, this is not your entire life. This is a part of your life, which is going to be part of your whole life. And how would you say that you, so as a life coach, tell us a little bit more about what life coaching is, what it looks like. Um, people who are looking for support and services, what do they, or what, how do they come to you? How do they know that they need you? Um, I think one, they have to really uh, uh, get to a place where they get so tired of where they are, you know, that, th that they want to do something different. You know, I think people think life coaching is like a venting session and it's really not. You know, I am a journey partner with you to help you organize your life. There's things you may not be able to change. Like I said, what do you do with it? You know what I mean? Because you may not be able to change that. Like if you have children, you can't just erase them today. You know what I mean? They may be a part of your struggle or your bills or different things. You may not get this great job, you know, tomorrow. But how can we take what you have and, and figure out a method in it that helps you process it better? You know, where did that stem from? A lot of my clients, you know, they have a lot of issues with relationships. They have a lot of issues with finances. Where does that stem from? Mm -hmm. You know, why do you spend? I think you and I were talking one day and I was telling you how I used to go and spend so much money in a grocery store. Yeah. And when I started on my healing journey, I really sat back and identified where that stemmed from. When I was a kid, food was a currency in my house. The more we had of it, the more my father felt that he was successful and a good father because he was deprived of it when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so when we take that time, sometimes we just go back and look. And that's what a life coach does. We, like I said, we're a journey partner. It's not a venting session. You are a part of the healing process. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you have to, you have to be a part of it. You know, it's not just for you to dump it on me and then for me to figure it out. Again, we sit and we create a recipe, Absolutely. you know, of these are the steps that you follow, you know, from day to day, I give you new tools to fix old traumas. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I think as you're saying it just like that, new tools to fix old traumas, because we all have them. We all have something that needs to be addressed that we have gone through life turned a blind eye, kept moving, did it just because my uncle did it, my cousin did it, everybody else did it, so I'm going to do it too. And so having a place and a space that you can go and to kind of discover, sounds like a lot of discovery happening there. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing what I'm doing? How are the things that I'm doing impacting my behaviors and my emotions and things that follow? And so having a partner, um, a journey partner in that, it's life-changing. What kinds of things have you seen so far just from the clients that you've worked with, anybody that you or people that you're thinking about? How's that impacted them on a larger scale or just in their day-to-day -day life, having a life coach? 
it, it's empowered them to be able to make decisions that don't only make them feel good, but help them to be well. You know, yeah. I, I put up a post the other day and just was saying that at some point you have to decide that. Like, do you just want to keep doing things to maintain a good feeling or do you want to be well? Because being well is very different than just feeling good. You know, it's like when you're trying to like, you know, get your body well, you have to make sacrifices in your diet. You have to change certain things about your lifestyle. And it's the same thing, you know, when you are trying to be well and whole, you know, emotionally and mentally, you have to be willing to make certain sacrifices in order to, you know, get to a better place. And, um, you know, the, the clients who are um, ready to do that, um, I think when, once they see some of the benefit of it, you know, it, it's it's not easy. You know, I, I I use a lot of metaphors and I always tell them about a chair that I have in my house. My dining room chairs, actually, um, you know, they're great chairs, they're really nice, you know, wood, you know, solid chairs. But every now and again, I have to rescrew the screws, mm-hmm. you know, because you sit down and then the legs are a little wobbly. Now, I could throw it out and get new chairs, but I might have that same problem. Again, what do I do with what I have? It's just a matter of tightening the screws. And so, you know, just reminding them that this is not a fix all. You're going to still be wobbly sometimes, but now you have the tools. All I got to go do is, you know, grab the little wrench and tighten up the, the screws again. And then the chairs are perfectly fine. And so giving them those tools helps them to, um, um, you know, to utilize them in those moments when they may have reacted a certain way in the past that wasn't beneficial to them. Now they have the tool to say, wait, wait, all I got to do is just grab this wrench and screw this in. I know how to deal with this now. Like I said, it just gives you those tools for everyday life, you know, for you to know, um, you know, how to, how to solve the problem for mm-hmm. that day or that moment or whatever. And I think it continues to remind you again that it's moments and not this whole thing. Yeah. Take it in bite step by step. And I like that, too, because as we think about this space in mental health, a lot of times on the side and things that we do from a clinical mental health perspective, life coaching perspective, sometimes it is hard to get people to um, unless there's a crisis. Right. To get people to say, you know what, I could benefit from having somebody to talk to. Um, I could benefit from having a place and a space to allow somebody to go on this journey with me and break some things down so they're not so heavy to hold. And so I think having conversations like this, understanding more about what life coaching is, how that process works, really kind of helps remove that stigma around getting support in our lives. Because just yeah. like in everything that we do, whether you're working out physically, a lot of times if you're going inside of a gym or you're trying to get um, working towards extra goals, you're going to have a trainer working alongside of you in that process. Yeah. And we want to start yeah. to normalize um, mental health, or emotional health, spiritual health mm-hmm. in the same way. It's okay to link with experts, to coaches, certified professionals to help you along in your journey. So that you can have the whole life um, and you can feel well and be well and be everything that we're called to be in your world of advocacy. What do you see? Are there what are the um, barriers and challenges that might still be there that you might run into on a daily basis? What are you seeing from your world in terms of just being a a mental health and emotional health advocate? Where are some of our biggest challenges, especially in our community? What I see a lot of is. um, trust, you know, trust issues where, you know, we, we were taught, you know, as black people and black women, especially mm-hmm. what happens in this house stays in this house. You just don't tell anybody, yep. you know, we, that's how we were told we grew up in secrecy. So whatever was going on, you just kept it there. You had to be strong, you know, a part of, of, of us, you know, kind of when we were younger being told to be strong was to 
be quiet. Don't tell. Don't say anything. You know, keep it to yourself. And so I see a lot of that, you know, in in, in our community and specifically with Black women, where it's like, I don't want to talk to anybody because I don't want it to seem like I'm weak, yeah. you know, and I have to remind them, like, you have teachers and trainers and bosses and help in every other aspect in life, you know, even if you can't, you know, watch your child for that day because you have to go to work, you get a sitter. Why is it not okay for you to get assistance, you know, for your mental and emotional health? You know, it, you, you have to go somewhere and talk to someone to kind of help you in that space. Another thing that I see is um, really uh, the financial barriers, you know, especially when it's alternative, like I can't accept insurance, you know, and so a lot of my, my ability to help people and my services come from, you know, either my own funding or, you know, funding from another, you know, entity. Um, Cause I don't charge a very high price for my services because I want to make sure that I'm accommodating the community that I feel needs it, you know, the most, which is our community. Uh, not, not to, you know, say anything. I'm just more so saying oh, yeah. that we need options Absolutely. that are not readily available, you know, to some other communities. And so I wanted to make sure that mine was and I also see time like yes. I said because our calendars are so full all day we have so much to do so much to do when we get home from work sometimes some of us have two and three and four and five jobs and so I wanted to make my service accessible and do it all virtual so that people you know if it's like look you know you all you need is, a, is an hour you yeah. know what I mean yeah. one time per week to sit and talk and if the kids have to come in when I was going to counseling I had to take my son because mm-hmm. I was a single mother you know and that's just what it was. And, you know, that's what we had to do. And I'd put him in the corner and he'd play with his little toys while I got what I needed because there was no way that I was going to ever let him or anything that came along with me be a burden or feel like a burden, mm-hmm. you know, on me where I couldn't get what I needed. And so um, those are some of the, the struggles that I see. And so that's why I think that these kind of platforms are so important where people have access to information, um, to help. Yeah. Um, to to someone to walk beside them um, virtually where they can listen while they're washing dishes or listen on in the car on their way to work. I love that. And you're right. I, I agree with those three. Trust, time, access, and, and financial, because making these types of things accessible. And thank you for what you're doing, you know, creating a space and a platform that people can access you, people can connect with you and have an option to get support and help. Um, because it is difficult in certain communities, there is mm-hmm. limitations on what we have access to. And so I hope as we're listening to this and as you're hearing this, that we know that there's options out there. There's options out there um, where you can have somebody to connect with, have somebody to talk to and not have to walk alone in this journey. With the stress rate and the suicide and the depression things going up, we want to make sure that we're having conversations that may not be the funnest of conversations to have. They may be challenging, difficult, but like Latisse just described, that that caterpillar starts from a place and then evolves into something more beautiful and fulfilled. And that's what we want for our communities to have. Um, if somebody is trying and thinking about getting their whole life right and they want to be able to kind of connect with you and learn more about what you're doing what would that process start like how do they begin that process with you i want be be ready to to be held accountable you know, part of, of my strategy in life coaching, like I said, is to remove everyone else, you know, uh, around the middle, maybe of, 
the, my coaching sessions, I'm always asking them, you know, do you want to be a murderer or are you ready to do some amputation? You know, because we can kill off everybody else in our lives and keep ruining relationships and walking away from everybody and calling everybody toxic. But even when you do that, most of the time you're still not happy. And that's because you're not dealing with you. You're dealing with everybody else and getting them out, but not realizing your own participation in the toxic in the toxicity. And why you keep choosing these type of people? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To be in your space. There's a reason. A lot of the, the times for me, the type of people that I was picking, it was because of the things I couldn't save my father from or fix within him. And so I became almost like this white knight of like trying to save everybody else. And so I constantly had broken people, you know, around me. Um, you know, not that that's a bad thing, but just realizing those people can't reciprocate. They can't, you know, and especially if they're not willing to go lay on somebody's couch before they come to mind, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I can't, there's nothing that I can do there and I'm yeah. always going to feel empty. Um, so a person, you know, if they want, if they want to come to whole life, they have to be willing to be held accountable and understand this journey is about them. Mm -hmm. It's not about everybody else. It's about them and figuring out how to get them to a better place. Um, secondly, then they would reach out to me at uh, whole life coaching LC at gmail.com. And we do a free consultation just to kind of get down to the bottom of what it is they want to work on and what their first kind of goal is. We work kind of in segments. So I do a six week um, program with them. And um, then after that, you know, we, we kind of talk through that and set up the sessions. Sessions are one time a week and I give an assignment and um, a check-in, a half an hour check-in per week. And, you know, that's, you know, uh, voluntarily if they want to do that, just to kind of see if they need assistance with anything. And um, the process, like I said, it's, it's a beautiful process of, um, you know, just having someone to walk beside you and, mm -hmm. you know, having someone to um, lean on, you know what I mean? And know that, like I said, unlike, a, you know, a friend who may not be able to have answers for you, I'm, I'm trained to have yeah. answers for you. Um, and so sometimes that's a little bit more relieving, you know, than talking to someone and they just like, I, I don't know, girl, you know, <laughs> I can't say, I don't know. <laughs> You're paying me not to say, I don't know. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. So make sure if you are looking for additional support, so just having a journey partner to kind of uncover some things um, that she's available, you know, and she's, she's open and ready um, to serve. And, and I do want to say that each session is yeah. each session set, each course is tailor made to each one of my clients. I do not go from any kind of just random, you know, uh, uh, set preset course or anything. Everything is tailored to that person and their specific goal. That's huge. That's huge. And for anybody who may be kind of like, I think I might want to try this or I think I might need that. What's one tip or one thing that you would say if somebody's on the fence about starting this journey of really taking care and making themselves a priority? Anything that you might say to them of the reason why mental training, mental fitness, um, life coaching matters? Why should they take this next step? I think anytime you're thinking about something and you keep wrestling with it, then usually you need it. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't be be feeling like that or feeling like, do I need it? Should I take it? If you if there wasn't something there, you know, and so I say explore that, you know, um, my consultations are very, very thorough. I, you know, I can't speak for anyone else, but my consultations are very thorough. And, and, and I think that with most of my clients, you know, what has kind of 
sold them on, okay, you know what, I need this. It's just from that consultation. That's why I give the consultation for free for the person to kind of see what that journey would look like. And, um, you know, I like for people to get to know my spirit and my energy because sometimes energy just don't connect. You know, mm-hmm. even if I have a great one, sometimes, you know, it just doesn't connect. And I'm very honest, you know, if I cannot service a person. Um, so I think, you know, I definitely feel like that. Just try it. You know, it's no harm in seeing if it will work. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can keep going and buying these clothes and these shoes that you know you can't afford and you talk yourself into that, <laughs> your mental and emotional health matters. And that should be the, the most thing that you spend your greatest amount of money on because it changes the trajectory of everything else around you. Mm, 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 mm. A whole word and a whole life with Latisse Crawford. Mm-hmm. I can't thank you enough just for your spirit and your energy, your purpose and just your time your time. It's just been awesome. And I know this is going to help so many people out there. And I cannot wait to link up and see the work that we're doing together. You know, as this is just a, a mm-hmm. space that needs um, so much support and so much attention. So thank you really for using your time and your platform to shed light on mental health, emotional health. And we got about 40 seconds left. And I want, want you to give out your information one more time. Any last things that you want to say to our community? Are you ready to get your life? Your whole life? Whole Life has something for that. Let's do this, y'all. Reach out to me at wholelifecoachinglc at gmail.com. And if you're looking for me on social media, you can find me at Latisse Crawford. All things Latisse Crawford. You can't look for Latrice. She's cool, but she ain't me. L-A-T-I-C-E Crawford. Thank you so much, sis. I love you. I want my community to go out and shine bright like the stars that we are. Make yourself a priority and get your whole life. See you guys next week. Thank you for joining us today on Mental Fitness Matters. Tune in every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. for more tips, tools, strategies, and solutions that will help you reach your peak mental fitness. My name is Tracy Austin. And you've been listening to Mental Fitness Matters.